Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C, certified Bluehead. And welcome to episode 17 of Beard Artistry Podcast Link Up Series. This is the sixth and final week of Link Up Series 3. It's been uh, a great one, actually. Awesome. As always, yeah. we haven't had anything less than fire. So, this series, once again, we had Brassery General, Fine Balance, Bellwoods, Lustcraft, Rorschach, and the final brewery bringing us back into Quebec. Our fave. I mean, everyone's our fave. Everyone's our fave. But we go way back, you know? We go way back. We go way back. (laughs) I was speaking to this gentleman uh, earlier. He's been on the podcast like three, four times times, uh, a lot. So, you know, people have definitely uh, seen this young man a bunch. And this, with reference to a conversation that we've had uh, with this gentleman a few times on the pod, and also in real life to a bunch of people. So definitely, uh, it, it feels like a nice full circle moment to sort of bring it all back. So please welcome the God, Simon Livingston of the Sparse Public in a building. <laughs> Burlington's finest. Look at this guy. <laughs> Burlington represent. Yeah. Love you, Simo. Hi, Simo. How you doing? Oh, just love you guys, man. What is up? What's going on? Mate. Let's go. Let's go. That's what. <laughs> let's go is our main phrase of the summer, basically. Yep. Um, oh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> well, I think it's time to go with this glorious gem of a craft beverage. It's gonna, it's gonna do. You have to tap it. There we go. This is Las Paz Publics Bienna Link Up, a goza with white hibiscus. What a unique beverage, Simo. I am uh, amped. There's something like least. I love the beer to lick up. I don't know why it just sounds yeah, so Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what do you guys think? Yeah, the beer to link up. What yeah, you I, love that. I love the name. Oh, I oh, love we, the name. We haven't sipped it, but I love In the ten, name. I know you got the beer last week, and you probably expected us to try it, but every single time we've waited until we do the podcast to try the beer. Intentionally. Yeah. I think there's something... So we're surprised. Yeah, so we're surprised. Oh, and it's like, gosh. You guys, are, you guys are going to have a great time right now. <laughs> Um, oh, tell us, we're going to take some photos whilst we're talking about it, whilst uh, Tiff is pouring the beer here. Tell us about it, because this is like, you know, when uh, Uncle Carl, the mullet god, was talking about, <laughs> as we know, he was talking about the, uh, go for it, the white hibiscus. So I've yeah. never even heard of it. I didn't know there was other colors of hibiscus. Um, tell us what that is, what the thinking behind the beer is, the whole vibes. Where did the thinking behind the beer um, we wanted to participate in, in the project and the program and the thing. Um, we were like, what are we going to do? We're going to like get a, you know, do our thing and make a sour beer. Yes. Okay, good. What are we going to put in there? We put fruit, whatever. And then we're thinking, I think Julien Lafortune, my homie brought it up. He was like, yo, what a, he's been talking about white hibiscus for a while. Okay. Now the first time I think any of us heard of white hibiscus was, did Ciel did like a variant of their hibiscus beer with white hibiscus? The rose hibiscus. Okay. Um, exactly. So this would have been the Blanche de Biscus, maybe. I don't remember exactly what the brand was, but um, I remember it being cool and like, yo, like, like you just said, there's more than one kind of hibiscus, right? Um, and I guess Julien, when he had been at Ashlag, um, they used hib- white hibiscus and Maybe a gin, maybe a the seltzer. I don't know something. Um, so I got the contact. I got the link up from that, and it's I see what you did. Nabu Ami is the lady. She's a Senegalese woman here in Montreal. I don't know what her day job is, but her side hustle is hibiscus. And so she she's the one with the white hibiscus. Huh. <laughs> nice. It, uh, she's amazing. She's super cool. Okay. Um, and it like took a bit to like get it down, but when she comes, drop it off. She like texts me, "Do you have a scale?" I'm like, "What? what? Like, yeah, a, sure. Yeah. Is this yeah, a yeah. deal or what?" <laughs> and she she fucking comes out of her minivan <laughs> with like a 
sack, like two fucking huge sacks over his shoulder, like this big. Wow. Because it's like dried flour, so it doesn't weigh a lot. And then we just like go inside and like weigh it out. She's like, here you go. Oh, she's awesome. That was awesome. That's that cool. And I didn't know it was like a Singalese woman. That's actually cooler. That's too. even cool because yeah. it kind of uh, blends Fits more in with, with the, the whole concept. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So she, you ordered the product anyway, or you did it specifically for the link up here? Specifically for the link up here. Just for the link so up here. So cool. All right. That's so even cooler. Cool. I love that. Um, we're like, and also we're fans of Goes. Um, but it's not a product that sells nearly well for us. Cheers, Cheers y'all. Cheers. Get it in you, mate. Put it in you. Put them up. Get it, get them in you. Put it in you. <laughs> so sometimes we're like reticent to, to do runs of goes. It just right. has to be the right time. But like right nice. now in the year is the right time to do this. And, <laughs> and the beer is sick. I'm really, really stoked. I hope you guys love it. That's oh, really yeah. nice. This is crazy. Like... I'm getting a lot of, like, talk us through some of the, the flavors here because, once again, white, I mean, the red hibiscus is probably just got some, a bit of, you know, obviously, color aside. It's a, yeah, like, an earthy type of product, a bit floral, obviously. Um, what What is this delivering? What is the white hibiscus delivering specific that's over and above the, you know, what would be in the Goza? So there's a few things happening in, in this beer. Um... A very, very prominent thing is this rice. <laughs> it's like, I think, half rice, 50% rice in the grain bill. Okay. That's something that we've just been doing doing to death over here for the past year or two, a year and a half maybe, of like all this rice, especially in sour beers. Um, Why I is just that? think it works so well. I don't mm. know. So you get this like kind of peachy thing. Mm. Um, the, way, the way the rice, the nuttiness of the rice and like the brown rice flavor plays against the yeast profile and the acidity and like, yeah, mm. peach. Peach, <laughs> that's the flavor. It's, it's um, fucking, it's after so that, peachy. The, so the hibiscus, and then the hibiscus like just clicks into there. So like right around that peachiness, you have this floral hibiscus kind of acidity, you know, because hibiscus is quite acidic, like it's really sour. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then and then the salt is, is very, very lightly dosed. Um, mm. how, I, how I like to make my goes these days. Um, and so that too just like supports the thing. Gives it like a it's like a mouthfeel refreshing refreshing Super thing. Refreshing. Oh yeah. yeah. Again, dr- dr- drink a drinkability like makes you want to drink more of the beer. <laughs> Drinkability's at like one thousand oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. It's super like when you when you identified the peach, I couldn't pick it at first. It, I always sort of went more to citrus, but it's like lemon and peach with the peach dominating. So it kind of just it's feels like, like peach and cream. Yeah, because the salinity. But you like you said, you kept the salt mild, so the salinity gives it like it, I guess tones down sweetness whilst giving it a touch of body, like you said. Um, yeah. And the salt makes you come back for more. Um, it's fucking fire, bro. Yeah. I really yeah. like this. This yeah. is going to be a problem. This uh, I really like this beer. It's good. Yeah. That's I'm awesome. really happy. It's definitely my favorite beer that we have right now. Oh, yay. I love that. When does it officially come out? Like, I guess. I today, think. Tomorrow? Like, today. Today? Okay. I, I think, haven't seen the post I think yet. That, I think that it got dis- distributed starting in Montreal today. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, so it's available for distributing it around. Okay. Yeah. Today okay. and today we're Ju- June thirtieth, twenty twenty two. For those uh, not watching, okay. Um, it's fantastic. I really love it. That's really cool. Um, yeah, man. you guys. Oh, oh, we love you we, too. There's Simo, no question don't about that. Don't get me that. started. That is. That and is, also, just love the uniqueness of like, yeah, the white hibiscus, and then like the Singalese lady bringing the, That's just beautiful. Yeah. That's just beautiful. That's a uh, beautiful the way that works. I'm loving that. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. that's just um, she killed it. Those hibiscus uh, plants are hidden. Those flowers hidden. are definitely hidden. You can let her know. <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah, that shit is hidden. <laughs> Tell her that exactly. That harvest. Yeah, that harvest is, is hidden for sure. Um, you got a scale? We do. Let's go. We do actually. Yeah. Very small yeah. scale, <laughs> but it'll work. This I even like the hot print cans you got here. 
with the, uh, the the street lines in the front here all raised, which is uh, something I hadn't noticed before. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that, and then, yeah, I was going to say, like, how do you like that we've included, I kind of asked it, like, included link up 100% in our code, the communication code, you know, this is just like a little Blick label beer. I don't know, is there something there? Oh, I, I love, love it. Everything about this is perfect. Yeah, yeah the layout with the, the logo on the side. You've yeah. got the uh, the QR code really on the other side mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, um, it's yeah. beautiful. It makes me so happy. Yeah, bro, this is this is gorgeous. And I, once again, what we say this almost every episode, but I, we love that we don't interfere with this. So you know, we had no conversations about the beer except at the very beginning, where you were like, "I'll probably do like a a light sour being sour it's beer. Like, it's June. It's what Les Bass does, but I like that without any conversation, you've kept it within, like all we asked was to call it link up. And I love that you did, like Tiff said earlier, like the Bieda link up is, is true to your brand whilst, you know, fulfilling what we requested. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone's done that actually, done the extra thing. It's always just link up from memory. From the- Yeah. This is like, so when I first saw it, I was like, this is so like less boss. It just felt really... It just felt so right. So, uh, like yeah. I love it. It felt so right. It just feels like a perfect integration. Yes. Yeah. That's that's awesome. the way to say yeah, it. Yeah. Which is yeah, awesome. man. Thank you so much for for once again being a part of it. It's an honor always. Um, you know, obviously a lot. Of, we, we said this the other night. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the people involved, the people that are our homies from time. Um, not only just because you're good people, but because you make amazing beer and you believe in this cause which kind of is my segue to the first question i guess is is you know what about link up felt like a fit for Lespas? like why did it make sense for you guys to to do something like this oh it's just right in our wheelhouse it's like what we do is inclusion you know so much a part of our mandate um coming from the screw pub scene you know that that bar like we've discussed on other podcasts is like this is Space that every all are welcome. Everybody can come. Everybody should come. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like right, right where we were at, and with already our internal policies. When you guys started doing this, it was like, well, yeah, I'll, I want that. I, I, it's interesting. I, I, as you know, Craig, I was like a bit confused <laughs> about what it was about, right? Yes, and I was really stoked. To like have this more challenging aspect, which is like trying to integrate a, a personnel into the company somewhere, you know, even though that would have been a way bigger challenge and like, you know, it could have been a success or a failure, whatever, that, that was even more attractive to me. But because I knew it would be challenging, I kept, and I was like, oh, I want to do this. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to like find some money to pay this person to like bring them in you know mm-hmm. but then when i found out no we give you money and then you do that then it's oh sure that's also <laughs> right in my wheelhouse you know <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair that is completely fair yeah yeah it's it, it, it uh, we were talking about this off air and i everything you said is exactly what i expected back in i think uh 2018 um we had a conversation the three of us at the, at the brew pub and this was something that uh, Tiff and I had, I referred to it earlier. We've told so many people this story and we must have said this on the podcast at some point. For sure. But and you, I know what you're already talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Simo, I mentioned it to Simo before and you didn't really remember um, the conversation. Not but the it, moment specifically, no. No, but it really resonated with us to the point, like I said, we brought it up to uh, probably 10 different people. The You said to us, like, guys, how, once again, this is like 2018, long before all of this. And you're like, how can we attract a more diverse uh, client base, drinkers, and the actual uh, employees, like, to get our talent more diverse? And no one had ever asked us that before. And that's why it stood out to us. And it was, like, it was a really important question because no yeah you know we've been involved at that time even like the podcast had been around for three years and, and some change and you know we'd made a lot of relationships but no one had really stepped to us to do that and we just thought that was really like dope because it was like from a real place there was no one else around it's just the three of us and so obviously it was important to you this is your brand so it's important to your company and uh one of the ideas that tiffany said you want to 
this is what we usually tell people. They get well. Yeah, we I, told Simon. We would this have and, spoken. Yeah, when we talked about it, we would have said to likely integrate into like spaces where people of color are, like jo- like partnering with the Jamaican Association, for example. In Montreal, partnering with any like Haitian association would probably be like super key, um, especially because we have heard like. Well, most people are always just like, oh, well, you know, it's like super white in this place of Quebec where I am and things like that. But I have noticed that in every area, the cult, the people who have a culture, they all come together and they always are like a part of something. They're part of some association and part of some organization. So it's kind of like finding that organization. And then it's just like, hey, we might be the beer for your event, right? Everybody's drinking. Everybody loves to drink, but they're going to buy a case of Budweiser instead or buy something random because they don't know. So like that's a good opportunity, and I think that's what we initially had spoken about because that was kind of like one of the ideas. Like my mom's in the Jamaican Association, so I was just like, oh, they're always having events and always doing things, and you know, they're just buying yeah, Heineken specifically for the Jamaicans, um, and then uh, you know, and Appleton. Um, so like yeah, maybe you can work your way in there. So I think that was an opportunity, and then I guess these conversations and things continue to evolve, and that's kind of like where link up now is coming in because we're less like there's so many different opportunities and then how do we help in diversifying an industry that we care about too because that also helps industry grow so that's yeah that's where it's exactly right you just put it right right on the money Tiff. helps yeah. everybody grow yeah yeah <laughs> like literally like gets yeah. people jobs where they might have not looked and the one thing and that's something that i actually want to start doing on social that i want to talk to the team about too is just really showcasing that like it's not about being a brewer to work in a brewery like a brewery is a company that has several different roles that are needed marketing photographer accounting and all these different things and i think people think brewery and they think oh i'm working in the back in the thing and i don't know how to do that so it's just not a, not for me without really thinking about there's all these different places that you can integrate in um and maybe then you'll start drinking beer, and then maybe you'll share with your family and friends, and then it trickles down like that, you know? So I think that's super, super key, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's, the, that's the goal. And we, I guess what I want to say as well, was we took our own advice. So mm-hmm. for Link Up, the easiest part, well, because that's what we said to you, we're like, well, how do we attract it? Because now that's our challenge, right? Yeah. Like you said, yeah. we have become that agent of change that working with the brewery, so getting the collabs is easy. Like, I know a lot of people, like the Sankey M crew know a lot of people, so it's, it's no sweat. But actually reaching the communities that we need to reach, that's the challenge. And exactly what Tiff said, that's our next goal for Link Up. So the first part was like establishing ourselves within the beer world and seeing what we could do there. And then now we're going to have to proactively reach out, probably individually, because I don't believe there's a, uh, an, e- an easier way to do it but create relationships with all these different community groups and, you know, told them about our job board and to be, you know, maybe the people there, like Tiff's mom, she has a, a daughter yeah. who could be going, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. be like, I'm sure there's people there who have got kids who are of age who could work in a brewery. Yeah. So, you know, get them involved. One of the things that, I, that uh, we told you back then was to do an event, like say, hey, if you want to hold, you guys have events at this place, well, why don't you do your event here? We could pair beers with some of the dishes and things like that mm-hmm. so that people could learn about beer to make it an experience whilst also just being a space to hold their event that they're doing anyway. Um, so everybody kind of wins. So anyway, I just wanted to put that out there because we haven't had you on to talk about that in this context since. So it was just really dope that, of you to ask that. So it just made... And that alone is what you guys were on our top of our yeah. list from when we started to link up with who we want to reach out to. So I'm glad we got it done. It's a beautiful thing. You're a yeah. Got it done. Mm. Beer's great. <laughs> yeah, you guys are great. It's all great. Life is great. Everything's great. I also saw your, I just realized your username on here, and that's also great. I just was looking you over can... and I'm like, party dad. <laughs> there that is. is great. I just want you everyone to be vibes. able to take that in. That's, that's beautiful. That's, uh, that's beautiful. That's, I'm the, I'm the I'm the party yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Maybe you should change um, your uh, Instagram handle. <laughs> Maybe um, but I love that. Yeah, you're one hundred percent before even the time. Because, like, in all honesty, like if we all realize, there at post George Floyd is kind of where a lot of people were like, "Oh my gosh, like what? Like we're a bit ignoring like black people or something." For example, like a lot of this kind of happened post George Floyd, right? But I think you're ahead of that. You were always thinking of that ahead of like a crisis happening, which is super key, 
love the sky views. Yeah, I'm, um, I mean, I, I would argue, like, well, not argue, but, like, I think it's been around for a long time, like, these issues of it, all kinds of equality in the workforce have, have existed for the, the entirety of human history and therefore may exist for the rest, but let's work on it, but does it? <laughs> yeah, 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 let's do our best, yeah, to the thing, and, uh, and that's yeah, why we're attacking real. from the inside, basically, yeah, we're just uh, like, But it, it, kind of, it kind of came up, like, in the, 20, the, you know, the late part of the 20th century, right, it became more and more of an issue, and there was, you know, legislation made by different governments all over the world, including Canadian, Canada's government, you know, in, in the workforce, but, like, it's, you know, it's always something we, we can work on, but especially as everybody knows in the craft beer industry or in the beer business in general, you know, it's, it's been a, a, a uphill road because <laughs> of all the white guys. <laughs> <laughs> basically. That's, that's, that's basically. Basically. So yeah. have you, I guess a couple questions then, have you, I mean, obviously, have you had any luck with any of those things that we talked about back in the day? I know it was a very brief conversation, but did anything ever uh, sort of come out of that? And then second part to that was what things have you done? Because I know you guys are definitely very, very big on community. Um, if anyone's seen any of the podcasts with you, like, you know, you, we talk about that a lot and it's really important. Whole to, thing. It's, it's basically the whole brand, right? Like if it's without that community, it, it, it's super difficult. So yeah, I'd just love to hear if you have, you know, what different things you've done and, and th that's worked and even things that you haven't done. There you go, look, see, that's the place. This is the community, the Oshilagi, you know the facts. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think the answer is the same to both questions and it's something I wanted to talk about. And yeah. I wanted to like make right something that I did wrong the last time we were on the podcast and it was getting towards the end and I was drunk. <laughs> and we you always... were like, what, what's, the, what's the thing you're most proud of, you know? And I just blank because I'm like not a boastful person, you know. I don't got that pride thing going on in my life, and I was partying and like I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> what a fucking cop out! And then I was like, whoa, the community, you know, which is true. But the thing I'm most proud of, and I thought of it like almost immediately after, of course, is this, these programs that we have, which are that are like community give back, fundraising, beers, you know what I mean. And so we've done like a shit show. Like I said, it's so in our warehouse, it's like from the bar's inception, there was those kinds of events were happening for, you know, political organizations, community organizations of all kinds, you know what I mean? Um, from the arts, from the social to, uh, you know, different cultural background things. Like we have had those events happening at the bar. And like, I guess, like I said, just like I can't get the experience of this patio because I've been in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, so, so that's the thing I'm most proud of, and that has been do. I think we have been doing that work, um, but a program that we have at the bar, and this is I was watching all the podcasts. Everybody brings up their programs, right? I love <laughs> and one of one of our programs at the bar for the community give back thing are staff beers. So the staff like writes the recipe and then they brew it with the brewer, whoever it may be. Um, and then they pick the charity in the cool. neighborhood. Hmm, you know sick. I mean? um, and so we've probably done like, I don't know, 30 of those. And it's like a thousand bucks each. We usually raise per brew. And so that's something that we've been doing already. Um, and, but, but it, it doesn't do the legwork of approaching the, approaching the, the different cultural communities because you just give them a check, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> which, which, is, which is cool. And I'm sure they all appreciate it, you know? And like, I know, I know certain organizations, all of them need, need money, you know? Um, and, and it, it, it it's great that it's going to help people. Um, I don't know how much it draws them into the craft beer journey. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that legwork, like you guys were just saying, like that's the that's the work part of, of all of this these discussions. Yeah, is, is, do, is doing that. Like you said, it's going to be one by one to go visit 
spots and be like, hey, guys, do uh, you hey. guys like craft beer? <laughs> do you know about it? <laughs> basically. Yeah. It's like Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's a big challenge, though, because it's like whether the brewery does it, whether we do it, it's it's it doesn't there doesn't seem to be another way around it that that we've found really like as far as reaching people mm-hmm. going yeah. to yes yeah, sometimes it's you gra- just have grassroots to, as fuck man, exactly sure. you have to have your boots on the ground sometimes that's just what it is to, yeah. to get that that yeah. that type of messaging across and i think that's key i think a lot of it for us is like strategic partners so like for example you all are partners but then also partnering with community organizations but then also partnering with like um uh we were talking about um job placement boards like the job yes. the job thing companies the ones that actually like get people placed so for example especially when it comes to like people who are new to canada even there could be job opportunities that they don't know about and if we're partnering with these placement agencies then we can be like hey we have this board it's called a plug there's a ton of jobs on there there's somebody who might be coming who might be interested i think it's just like really expanding the knowledge that like you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to get a job. I'll get a job at a restaurant. Like, people can easily think about that or they can easily think about a bar and understand that there's different things you can do there. They just don't have that thought yet for breweries. Yes. And once we really can kind of start drilling in that it's like, it's still, I think placing brewers is going to be awesome, but there's also people who could become a brewer down the line because they've created a passion based on, like, working originally in the back and then working their way off, for example. Like, these things that can happen, right? So we're trying to infiltrate in different ways but it's definitely multi-pronged a multi-pronged approach to try to get to get there yeah yeah the, the reason i asked that question and probably the reason i don't remember asking that question is because i've asked a lot of people that same question mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was something that was really on my mind and it's still on my mind you know mm-hmm. um but i was just gonna say that like just the act of like having a stance in-house like in your human resources like having a fucking policy like it does work you do get diverse applicants absolutely you know what i mean um are they the best applicants who knows you know what i mean you all at the end of the day as like uh i I guess this also happens on all the podcasts you know well end of the day we're selling beer no, we're business. <laughs> got, to, got to get to the bottom line. Uh, but, but you you want you want the best candidate, you know what of I course. mean? Which ends up ends up in this industry because it's self perpetuating. Yeah. You know what I yep. mean? It ends up being the people who are already in the community. Mm. Yeah. And that's the problem, right? And yeah. That's like the easy part for us. Like I was saying, is the industry, right? To get the collabs happening, to get the awareness amongst the the the. Just the people who are already like the circle jerk. Everyone's already following Les Bus. So we're, hey, Les Bus does this. They post about us. Your community learns. But about I think, it. but I think it, but I think it worked. I think it worked. Us having even just taken this stand, and like I said, in in house, did attract a more diverse workforce. Now, that. is that is that because we did it, or is that a sign of the times? You know what I mean? I don't know. Could you um, define what you did for, for, and this is really what I'd like to use these podcasts for, where like if you had a win in this thing, like define it so other breweries can be like, yo, we could do that. What, when you said your HR policy, that. All, you, all, all we did, I think it was in 2016, was we said, okay, every new hire, if it doesn't come from internally, because that's part of, you know, our, our policy as well. It's like, like you were just talking about Tiff, like, lateral moves in the company, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, with your with the workforce you have already. Um, but all we do is like every new hire, we will prioritize diversity at the same credential. You know what I mean? So yeah. if we have two candidates who have the same credentials, one of them represents some underrepresented group in our industry, but we'll hire that person. You know what I mean? That's the stance that we took. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was fucking blowback. Of course. I remember. Like, yeah. Thousands, yeah. thousands of comments, you know what I mean? Of like, just fuck. <laughs> Wait, did, so was that public? So that was public and people knew that? That was, pub- that was public, yeah. Oh, shit. We like, <laughs> we like posted that right away. Yeah. We got a lot of hate. As, but we got a lot of love too, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I love that. Yeah. It's basically affirmative action is what you did. <laughs> you basically 
went with the firm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It exists for a reason, yeah. though. Like that concept didn't come out of some ridiculous out of nowhere, right? No. Like the reason that exists no. was and because, yeah, there needed like to I said, address it. I felt late at the time, even when we did it, it was like, oh shit, we could have done this before. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It, I, it, yeah. I think that's that's a really simple policy anybody can do today, is to say exact same qualifications, I'm going to pick the person from an underrepresented community. I mean, that's... I see why I got you in trouble, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, and if you, you did it... it... got us in trouble. <laughs> but if the, you did it in... From the flight. Yeah, from the flight. <laughs> we're not pleased. From the flight. The interesting thing about that is you did it in 2016. Yeah. So doing it back then, I mean, that's a pretty the bold stance like long before anything kind of crazy had happened or but breweries but like I like know. i said i felt late i felt like <laughs> I, it was offensive that it took me this long to think of that or, you know what i mean it wasn't me it wasn't me it was it was definitely an in-house thing spurred on by one of my business partners pierre who was the manager at the bar at the time and he was like this is what we're doing and everybody was like yes that is what we're doing yes why don't we think of it before <laughs> Because it just makes sense, though. Like, it's just a... Uh, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. I think my, 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 like, my tagline for that is, like, all right, well, <laughs> I already have... I'm already a straight white brewer, dude. I don't need another straight white brewer, dude. You know what I mean? It's, I don't, it's not necessarily going to add to my workforce. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like having doubles of the baseball card or whatever, like... <laughs> I want more baseball cards, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I um, also think that's just very funny. It's just like, I'm already here. I already filled this bowl, so what do I, what do I need more of you people for? Yeah. <laughs> this is really funny. Yeah. Um, but one thing we have said is that like, when you do have diversity inside the workforce, you it creates more ideas potentially as well. So it kind of aligns with what you're saying, where it's like you already have maybe this perspective already, which is great. So it would be nice to have other perspectives that can contribute to the brewery. Precisely. Also, Precisely. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that I think, it's, I think it's selfish of me because it's really in my own interest because the thing that excites me the most is having, like you just said, different ideas <laughs> coming in, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that yeah. selfishness, like, it's not, it, it is, yeah. but it isn't. Because it's for the better sure. of the company, which is for the better of the industry. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the, uh, the example from the very first Link Up episode we did, Stefan, who's the CFO of uh, Dominion City, is a black dude. And he yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. he works I, in the I watched it. You watched that one, so you saw, right? Like he was oh, yeah. saying, I guess I want to reiterate the point that he, you know, decided to have his uh, bachelor party with all um, Dominion City beers, and that's turning on his friends who are from a diverse backgrounds um, onto craft beer. And we were asking, like, what did they think? Oh, yeah, they really liked it. So that's all you got to do is give people the opportunity to try it because they might have an idea in their head. When I say they, I mean people who haven't been exposed to it yet, regardless of their background, I guess. You're not talking about Stefan's friends. You're not talking about them friends of Stefan. Not, not specifically. It's just anybody who is like, hasn't been exposed to it yet. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, they might think that, oh, it's that fancy shit that only white guys with beards and lumberjack shirts drink. <laughs> like, oh, it's all bitter. Like the IPAs yeah. are bitter because everyone makes fun of IPAs on the internet, which is annoying to me. And then once they actually come along and they're like, oh, this is a vibe. Oh, these are cool. Wow, look how big those fermenters are. Like, Damn, like you got twenty five taps, and they're all like all these different things and different flavors. Like, yeah, I think that is really what. Um, what a beautiful vibe! Yeah, it's really nice, right? Yeah, yeah, that is what. This, what this is, this is a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's yeah. a vibe. See, people can come. That's just, that's like you could look at that, and that could be just a bar in downtown anywhere. Yeah, like, yeah. It doesn't. You know, people might not realize that like breweries are a vibe, and you know, there's like I've never, you know. Either way, it's more just like showing people what it is, and it takes so small situations, such as some just one dude working at a brewery bringing some stuff home and sharing with his friends, or catering a, an event with that that just expands it. But it just starts from like one person in the brewery working there to understand it, understand the culture, and then they can sell it to their friends and family, and then boom, 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 so on and so forth. So, you know, it's a uh, it's an interesting 
it's an interesting thing. Really. Pursuant, pursuant to one of my last answers that I've noticed that we've been getting, you know, more diverse hires that check our boxes and fit our things. Have you guys noticed that more diversity in the scene in the past two years, three years, yes. five years, six years? Absolutely. Would you say so? Yeah. Yeah, I don't go outside, so I can't say it from that perspective. <laughs> but I mean, like, I would say around when our really good friends, Crowns and Hops, were like first starting out, and that would be like 2016 ish, probably. I felt like they created this like wave, of course, like primarily American based. Um, but like that was the first thing where like all of these like black beer drinkers started popping up online. I was like, oh my gosh, like who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And like that was like so amazing to me. It was like some renaissance. Like I don't know, it was just like a renaissance of like black. It was, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It really was. Um, right now, I because of COVID and like I haven't been outside enough to see like our breweries and tap rooms more diverse. And I can't necessarily speak to a place that I went to where I was. I can think of one. Impressed completely. Tell me. Blood yeah. Brothers. Like I went in there a few times oh, you went into over purchase, the last yeah. couple of years. Not to yeah. drink just because it wasn't open, but I could go in there to get to go. Every single time there was dudes of color behind the counter and there was like hip hop playing. Oh shit, Bellwoods. Oh, and Bellwoods We too. went to yeah, Bellwoods. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was one of the first breweries I sat down in um, like a few weeks, like a couple months ago. Um, and Or last month. Uh, yeah, I think last it was month. last month. Wow, time. Right. And um, there was like even a they were all fully diverse. It was nuts. There was definitely, I feel like, more other people than there were even white people there, which I thought was really impressive. And something that Shahan said last night that I'm thinking is interesting too is that cre when you create beers as well that are more kind to a newer palate, I feel like that also helps the brewery. Like, say, for example, Bellwoods, we looked at the table and it was like a table full of South Asian guys and they were all drinking um, Bellweiser. Bellweiser. Pilsner. So it's a Pilsner. Not offensive. If you drank Heineken and you drank these other things, you can drink that for sure and it's going to just taste better and you're like, damn, okay. So I think there's also a benefit and then even this beer that you're making here and the beers you make and then what Shahan made for um, this as well, they're like drink drinks that are like friendlier to a palate. They're not like these double IPAs like punch you in the face, which is all the things that people say they don't they make fun of and don't like. They need a lot of warming up to. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the breweries that have these beers are also just going to be more successful at attracting a diverse base because it's like you're not making all these hectic-ass beers all the time for people who are like, it's too much when you first start out, you know? Yeah. What, do you th what do you think about the concept? And I've heard this going around. And I don't know, maybe it was on one of your podcasts, that like before craft beer was beer more inclusive because there was one kind. Mm. So like everybody who wanted to drink a beer, there was just that one. You know what I mean? You just said like the Jamaican, your mom orders Heineken or some other communities are going to order Stella or Budweiser or whatever, you know? Because mm -hmm. it's just, it's just the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's such an yeah, interesting That's concept. interesting. I pro there probably was. Yeah. And it's like craft beer was this subset of it. But if you think about the advertising, say like the, a, 90, a 90s ad for Budweiser, it's a bunch of white folks in, at the beach or whatever. And it's, girls in bikinis. And girls in bikinis. Like, so it's, it's, like, it's aimed at men. Yeah. And I, from memory, this is very vague memory, but I don't recall um, uh, fucking, you know, people of color in those ads. In Australia, you know yeah. VB, Victoria Bitter? You familiar with that Aussie beer? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. ad, it was the the tagline's like a hard earned thirst needs a big cold beer, and the whole thing is just blokes in fucking not cowboy hats, but it's called Nakubra, the Aussie hat, just fucking guiding on a horse, guiding sheep through, <laughs> like it was just white. What a the, 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 specific you know, white like activity. Like a Marlboro man. Type of thing. Yeah, it's really crazy. Or dudes just working on a tractor or digging, and, phew, and then the Sheila comes out and brings him a beer. You know, like <laughs> I think beer advertising was always to men. Mm -hmm. But like, if you drink beer, like, it's not, it wasn't exclusive, I guess, but all the advertising was to essentially to white men. But if there was only a couple, there's only really one popular style, like it was just like, which of the popular style, which brand did you like best? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, then craft beer is like this subset of it all. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to ask 
on the note that Tiff brought up with being kind to the palates, I feel like one thing that we've noticed, uh, you know, is that the two probably main styles that convert people, you would think it would be your kosher lager, which is just a phenomenal, uh, very approachable in the toll can, which I love too. Like crushable crispy boy. Like if you put that next to a Budweiser for a Bud or Coolers drinker or something, they'll be satiated by that. But that's only a part of the population. Um, I, we've noticed that white wine drinkers would love something like this, like the link up beer that's a goza, that's fruity, that's a little bit acidic and tart and tangy. And it's I not, love this beer. It's, it's, it's just phenomenal. I love honestly. this beer. Yeah, this I haven't really raved enough. fucking great. <laughs> like, I love this beer. I'm very glad yeah, we have plenty of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simo's the man. And I like the salt here, kind of like, it's like a nice, it's almost so nice. Super yeah. subtle. Yeah. Super subtle, yeah. but it's like. It's like there after when you're sitting, you're like, that's a nice salt I have on. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So with that subtleness and even the mm-hmm. tasting notes right there, like I, I would imagine that not just this beer but white wine drinkers who are familiar with these flavor profiles would be able to come to the brewery and confidently try a whole bunch the beer de balcon the raspberry or any of the other sort of like you know flagships or the special stuff that you're doing now at the um the production facility with with the beautiful beer garden you have there like how have people reacted maybe like newer beer drinkers and how have look at that look at it tell me you're not trying to be there right (laughs) get in an uber guys right now right now um, how have people reacted? Like, do you feel that your products are, are friendly to, like Tiff said, diverse palates, but, you know, also to gateway? Because essentially it's one and the same. Like, particularly if you're trying to bring in new people from different backgrounds, they probably would be gateway drinkers that need to be, you know, have that bridged, plus also are used to different flavors. So, yeah, any thoughts on that? Quick, quick answer. I'm like... <laughs> the, like quick cop out is like again I'm too in the fishbowl. Uh, second answer, uh, you know, more more complex answer. Um, these are these are chunky issues. You just the the other like beer advertisement was also a chunky issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the end of the day, well, no. At the end of the day, the beer we sell the most of is the low ABV raspberry beer, right? The beer the Balcon is the big one. Um, so, uh, has it to do with its drinkability? Gosh, I hope so. Like that's, that's what I set out to do with every single beer is make it as drinkable as possible. Although maybe not. Well, e- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not true. Even the Imperial Stouts, even the double IPAs, even the, you know what I mean? I want people to be able to drink them. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and, that would help. And, and, and to enjoy drinking them, you know what I mean. But and I, but I am thinking about everybody. Um, but I don't know. I don't. I don't know the answer to that question. Are people here like what beer gets them hooked? Uh, from the tap room point of view and the bar, the biggest sellers are the the big beer sellers in general right now, which is like Bond and IPA. Okay. Um, but but here the Balcon like almost gets up there. Hmm. So, but like, is that disproportionate because the people who come here are beer drinkers and they come here to drink the most popular beers and you know what I mean? I think that when we do events uh, and not even particularly cultural events, but like any event, you do get a new crowd of people um, and it's 2022 and, and there's more kinds of different kinds of people all the time, you know, who are coming out. Um, and I think they they do like our like crusher. I don't think they drink IPA. You know what I mean? I think the new, like you just, like you were saying, the the people who come here and who who are like getting seduced by craft beer, um, they drink like that kind of shit. The fruity, you know, sour, you know, cool, my bangers, like the shit that I'm into, you know what I mean? Maybe it, maybe because it, it translates, people are like, oh, these are good, and I put passion to those beers. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's probably a, a question more for like the tap room manager or something. But one other thought that I had as well is that particularly, but, but like the, the yeah, it would be, and the servers. It's all about the, the servers and the tap room and the managers and like how they because they get the feedback, the, the live feedback. Also, the bar. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, but the brew pub. You have other products there. You have ciders that you pour. You have um, yep. 
booze and all that type of shit. So I know you're saying booze. The interesting thing I think about that though, it's it's a bar, it's a brew pub, but it's a bar. So people There's can a bar for it, yeah. Uh, right. So it's a neighborhood bar and that people can just come by and there's probably people who come there or just have a gin and tonic the whole night and they won't even touch the beers. But it's one of those friendly environments that you could bring, you know, you as a beer nerd for me and if I'm gonna go out with a bunch of non beer people, I'd be like well, we could go to Les Bus because I'm going to be happy and then you can drink all your shit and we're all happy, but then you're going to see me with this bright red beautiful beer and then you'd be like, oh, what's that? Because this happens to me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right? I better go take a sip pre-COVID because now we would never do that filthy activity. <laughs> and you'd be like, you know, oh, shit, what's that? I mean, this happened to me so many times. People yeah. drinking a New England, I'm drinking a New England IPA and one of his friends sipped that and lost their mind over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same deal with like sours. Yeah. So it's more just, I think that's what List Bus is beautiful at doing. I think you provide an environment that's safe, friendly, and welcoming. Mm-hmm. And inclusion, also, man. And inclusion. inclusion. All are welcome. But you also have the other options for people. That's also inclusion, right? Mm-hmm. And then that gets them warmed up because they don't feel like, oh, this is what a beer bar is. You've got this. I don't feel out of place here. I feel like I'm just, I could be at any bar. You know what I mean? Definitely at the brew pub over the years, I had more connection with the the clientele, I think. I mean, here we're just starting up, you know, so haven't built those relationships. There's some for sure. Um, but I saw it. I saw people do exactly that. Start and like they would come in and not drink beer. And then a year or two later, they drank every single beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's sure. just that pathway. You're providing like a welcome pathway. And like old, old, old ladies. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking like after a couple of years, moving on to like big IPAs. Like, nice. it up. You know? Let's go. Come on. <laughs> Don't skip me. Yeah. See, like, I love that. It's sick. But that's really what yeah. it's all, because it's like, you know, providing gateway. Obviously, we want diversity of, uh, of backgrounds because that's really what's going to grow it. But mm-hmm. at the same token, just opening palettes up to new experiences regardless is, is still important because that's still growing the industry so whatever well you i can think do- it's a, it's part of the fallacy of craft not the fallacy there a fallacy of craft beer is we used to all the boomer dudes were like well, we're about educating people and even us when we started and got into this industry i'm talking about us me myself and the company you know mm-hmm. that was always been a part of our mandate is like education but like <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's so like I'm I'm too deep. I'm I'm too I'm too in the fishbowl. But like, do people want to fucking hear about Citra? Do people want to fucking hear about like oat flakes? Like, do people want to hear about like they do, but they don't. On a nominal level, they want to hear a little, little bit. You know what I mean? Just enough. But like, education is not like the white dude barking down your throat of like I know more about this shit than you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's really fair. I never <laughs> that's really about funny that. Um, because it's true. Like some people are like, "Can I just have a fucking drink?" Like you're just gonna, like, you tell me you know? drink. Yeah, I think it Give depends. Me the fuck on the- alone. Yeah, yeah just- <laughs> I think it, you know what it is. It's probably an environment thing too, or it's like if a, at a winery, maybe that's when you would. So maybe it's like if you come to the brewery in the day, I feel like you will ask almost really you're just like oh cool what's this about or something and then you can go off but it's true it's like if i'm just like hey i'll take the ipa and the person's like well did you know that this and this and the citra does this and this you're yeah kinda like, oh, uh, great 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 I'll, I'll take it <laughs> yeah I'll, just, I'll, 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 I'll take it sit down yeah. 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 that's fair that's really funny i think that's cha- and i like that because i think that's changed i think before when it was like supposed to be this niche because that's what we're trying to pull it out of right but maybe when it was this niche thing that it was supposed to be like oh yeah like here's all my knowledge about beer I'm going to give you and all that stuff. And now it's like, if we want it to be a little bit more to the masses and more diverse crowd, then like when anyone wants to know anything, they'll just find out themselves over the for the most part. Well, awesome. and that's why I, fl- I flip back. Cause you just said for the masses, that's why you flip back to the masses beer. Like is that lager brews, lager beer, like more inclusive? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's what you know was it more inclusive back in the day? Is it more inclusive today? I think definitively yes, because more people still drink it. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's, it's it's an interesting concept, and then it's hard for us because we're like underdogs with you know a tenth of the market share, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like yeah. But or, I wonder. It if... means that our our whole market is like you know we're making products 
like like you said, the, the difficult, challenging beers for people, well, those beers are like for only 1% of the 10%, you know what I mean? Yeah. What makes them exclusive, do you think, like, as opposed to inclusive? Like, what makes a New I, England... It's, 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 I, I, I think it's in that. I think it's in that. It becomes an education race and then, like, a, a, a tele, an intelligentsia race and an academic race, and it becomes this, like, really dude geekified thing of, like, I know more. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna fucking manspin it to you right now, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting because if you even just think about how beer is marketed by the other 90%, they're only focusing on, like, the vibe. They're not telling you anything yeah. about the beer. No flavor, just beer, vibes. No flavor, just vibes. <laughs> yeah, no, no ingredients, just vibes. They're yeah. just like, hey, yeah. you're That's hanging real. out somewhere this is the beer period that's just it that's like what their thing is you go and you play golf yeah. drink this beer you're doing this drink this beer it's never about the like <laughs> we use you know what i mean like none of these people know what that's in so maybe there is a, lo- a level of intimidation that has come in here because you see something and it's like this has mosaic citra blah blah and you're like what the fuck are all these like things here and it just becomes ones, too overwhelming yeah. and you're just like fuck this so it's too based on education requirements maybe maybe that and it's interesting Which because like, you are able to do that with wine but wine all the time they don't even go that deep wine doesn't even try to but, be but, inclusive yeah but wine doesn't even try to be inclusive like, <laughs> <so> <laughs> like, <it's> <laughs> yeah wine doesn't give a fuck actually so they're probably not it's, it's on it's on the same tip though it's on the same tip with the with wine you know yeah for a person looking on the outside looking in like i'm never gonna be able to learn all this yeah you know what i mean and then yeah. this fucking dickhead this dick dickhead is like finally <laughs> talking down to me about some shit like <laughs> No, it's true. What's up now, man? I just want to be refreshed. (laughs) Get a little bit of my buzz on, you know? Like, that's it. That's fair. Maybe it's a chill. It's like a bit of a chill out that needs to kind of happen a little bit. And you know what's funny? Rosewood, they said they stopped putting descriptions on their bottle. Um, well, sorry, Rosewood Winery in Niagara. They said they started Beamsville. They said um, they stopped putting... all the descriptors on their on their wines because they one thought it was intimidating, but two thought it was like persuading people too much to want to identify certain things and do all this and not just focus on like did I like this because it drinks well or did I not? And they're like it's on our website if you want to actually find out like further details and tasting notes. But it's like maybe that is the thing, you know? Like Jacobs Creek, for example, they're not like you're lucky they even tell you it's a Chardonnay probably, do you know what I mean? Like they're not going into all the things and the grapes and the aging and the steel versus, but they're not doing any of that. That's deep into my shit. Like that's my dream, you know what I mean? But, But that can be exclusive at the same time. You know what I mean? I think it's all about presentation. I don't know, I've thought, I think a lot about these issues. No, it's good, because we have to. Yeah. And I think I think we here think a lot about these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we still put in descriptions on our cans, like, but styles, styles are so stupid. And it goes back to, like, do people really want to know about, like, well, it goes it's from Leipzig and it goes to River in northern Germany. And it was a little bit saline at a time. So, like, hundreds of years ago, they would drink this beer and, like, they actually have it in this, have this bottle with a very long neck because it was like a champagne method, but not champagne because it was in Lipschick, Germany. But the sediment and yeast would collect it. You know what I mean? It's like, pretty interesting, what though, the I gotta fuck? say. But it is pretty interesting. Sure, but like, <laughs> I just want to be refreshed. I just want to have a good drink, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's fair. That's it's fair. So it's really but, about but, 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 but it is interesting, but like, it's, it's about the presentation, right? It's about yeah. the education and not getting too, like, top down, not getting yeah. too above people, you know? Yeah. And, and picking the moment and seeing what each individual guest wants to hear at that time. And they'll, if they want to know more, they'll ask questions. If they're like, hey, what's that one? Okay, that's like a salty sour. Okay, cool. I got a problem. That's as much as they need to know at the time. Simplify it. Make it welcoming. I think this is actually a really valuable conversation. Yeah, it's very interesting. We haven't really talked about it. Talked about, about this. About Simplify. How do you know? On the pod at all. I think it's just very interesting because, yeah, it's like, is it just too intimidating to start? Yeah. You know? It's a good point. So, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. I guess no one ever intended it. Everything has their roadblocks, you know, everything has their hurdles to jump over to get to, and you have to, like, get into it if it gives you the vibes. And maybe that's that's what I'm saying. That's why the macro brewers are selling vibes because 
yeah. man, it's, they're more inclusive. They just want everybody to vibe instead yeah. of like teaching them a fucking history lesson. I don't know. I don't know, man. You know? <laughs> I don't yeah. want people to yeah. get mad. <laughs> no, but it's fair. I think it's fair. Get mad, it's it's uh, fair because it's the things you have to acknowledge and pay attention to, you know? Because it's yeah. like in, being inclusive, including inclusive language, inclusive marketing, all these things, it, it steps at every, it's everywhere. So it's like you have to think and dissect every single thing because obviously something's yeah. not working as is. So what can be changed or what are things that are worth testing and, and trying to understand? So I think it's definitely, definitely interesting. Um, and honestly, I think maybe that is even why our like our friends at Lost Craft did so well in the beginning because it was like, hey, here's this sleek, delicious beer, go drink it, and it was just a lager and it was very chill and it just looked great, and it wasn't intimidating. It was actually like, yeah, very clearly for a diverse crowd and things like that, and that might have just benefited them because yeah. nobody was thinking. None of my friends like they were all drinking Lost Craft, but they would never be able to tell me what style of beer that is. That would have never been in their minds. No. You know? And maybe that's what it's yeah, what it's gonna come down to is just it's time and place for that education side. Which is uh yeah. a really interesting sidebar to all of this. Yeah. So that's some uh some shit we never really thought about. Yeah. Um usually these po- I, yeah, I think I told 55. you these podcasts were supposed to be thirty to sixty minutes because that's why Tiff C eighty kids. It's supposed to be line. thirty to forty five, but I let oh, yeah. you know, she lets me go over it sometimes. When it's it's when it's similar, similar, you know. Too. And we're dropping gems. Simo's yeah. dropping gems. Yeah. So is it, last question, is there anything that you guys have got coming up in this kind of space that you want people to know about or just anything in general that, uh, what the man them to know was going with? I wish I was like more prepared for that question. Um, it's okay, bro. I wish they should I probably could. follow you online to make sure they keep up with the events and things like that. You should probably do that. Yeah, the brewery is called Les Fosterblick. It's here in Hochelaga Maisonneuve. You can, you know, get on all the socials. Well, probably only Facebook and Insta, nothing else. But we're there. <laughs> you are there. So it there's that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right, right. This summer, this summer, we're working on um, pop-up event, pop-up food event at the brewery here, at the tasting room here all summer long. So like kind of guest chefs a week at a time. Um, and I honestly, that's why I said I wish I was more prepared because I don't fucking know who's booked and who's doing it. Val is doing it and she's going to be do a dope job. So far it's been sick. We've had my man, Mark uh, Giroux from the pickup. You know what I mean? He came and did last week. Nice. Uh, next week, this, the, this week we have... Uh, uh, Ernesto from the, the, the Taqueria Schlag here in Ashlaga makes the tacos. Um, so, so check it out. Get on it. Come on down and have, have some great beers and food, man. Um, yeah, we're not doing any parties, any festivals, really, because it's a party every day. We've got a festival going on every day. Party every dad. Day. Party dad. Look at it. Look at the vibe. <laughs> Tell me that's not where you want to be. That right? is that. Oh, yeah. The vibes are real. All I feel is regret for not being there, really. Same. That's the only vibes I get. Exactly that. Exactly that. I love it. And this beer, once again, the beer to link up is going to be available uh, in a whole bunch of places across Quebec. What's the soup? Yeah. Um, yep. Right now, it's on tap at both of our facilities. That's, again, June 30th, 2022. Love it. Um, but it likely won't be on tap for long. Probably, like, next week will be gone. Because you know? it's just so Ooh, damn tapped. good. Yeah. So uh, make sure you grab it while you can. Come taste it on tap. Go find it at your favorite depths across uh, Quebec. Look, and um, it's a bloody ripper. Uh, Simo, thank you again for hanging out. Thank you for being a good friend. You're a gem, and thank you again for being a part of Link Up. We love you. We love the brewery. Yeah. The beer is phenomenal. Everyone needs to put it in them. For sure. Big hearts. I'm just gonna stop. I'm just going to stop you right there and say that I love you. We love you. Everybody, everybody get love and give love and have love. and Yeah. Yes. It's always a vibe with Simo. So make sure to check out Atlas Bus Public on social. I imagine it's lesbuspublic.ca or .com for your website. If you want to. CA. CA. That's what CA. I thought. I thought it was CA. Um, stick around. You know the vibes. We'll finish up afterwards. Oh, thumbnail. Oh, thumbnail. Shit, 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 Simo. Hold up the can right there, you sex god. Oh, nice! Yeah, I always almost forgot. All right, there we go. Ready? Oh, that is hot. 
Um, all right, y'all. Thank you again for watching and listening. This was actually the last uh, podcast we're doing until probably August. Uh, Tiff and I are moving, so we are taking July off doing podcasts because life is about to be hectic. Hectic, yeah, and there's going to be shit everywhere, and it's not going to be. The great. house there's going to be boxes all behind. That's what it is. You probably stack the boxes. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Like that. yeah, and then yeah. you're going to rip shit off the walls. There's yeah, going to be holes it's in be the walls. Mess here. Ain't nobody want that. So we'll be back in probably mid-August. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, the next link-up series is in uh, late September, early October. We haven't locked it in exactly yet, but that's what we're aiming for. So uh, this was an amazing series. Once again, Simo, thank you for being a part of that and for like bringing it home exactly how it needed to be done you're a gem everybody thank you for watching and listening if you enjoyed the episode smash the flip and thumbs up hit subscribe below hit the notification bell Ding. so you know when the new drops follow us everywhere at BAOS podcast and also at link up beer there's linkupbeer.org you can apply if you're a BIPOC individual you can apply for the program you can do Cicerone you can do some scholarships for schools all sorts of good shit check out the plug job boards so we can make sure that uh we're hooking people up with opportunities. And if you are a brewery, also for you, Simo, I don't know if I really told you, but if you ever have any jobs, just shoot us an email and we'll put it up on the uh, the plug job board right there. So uh, that's, you know, any brewery can message us. We're not going to proactively do it, but any brewery who wants to hit us up, that means we know that you are down with diversity in your brewery. So let us know. We're going to put it up there. Um, uh, what else do I have to say? Yes, we dropped these podcasts. Uh, this one's coming out in two weeks from now. So basically every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, everyone, enjoy the summer. Behave yourselves. Drink good craft beer. Support good breweries. Hug your mates. Uh, don't share glassware, but just like, you know, share a can. Um, put it, put in, it your, in as our good friend Val says. And we'll see you all next time. Peace.